Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. Good morning. Welcome back to Above and Below. I am your host, Kieran Anderson, and we have Jen Merchant back on with us. Jen, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Karen? Good. Good to see you. It's weird not being in Texas and seeing you in person because I just visited and got to spend some time with you over there. But how's life over there? Dude, it's it's gnarly, man. Uh, yeah, it was awesome getting to meet you and see you in person and stuff. Uh, life is great over here. The beach is awesome. And I mean, the fishing's been good, too. So, yeah. Have you been fishing like every day still? No, not every day, uh, but at least uh, two or three times a week. So give us a little overview on yourself, what you're all about. Jen, you are like, when I was over there, it's funny because you're like showing me all these places and we go to this amazing tackle store and everybody knows you over there. And like, you are the queen of fishing. So give us a little overview on yourself and what you do uh, over there in Corpus Christi. Man, I've been, I've been surf fishing the Texas coast for about 13, 15 years now. Uh, prior to that, I was freshwater fishing the creeks uh, with my with my dad and my brother. Um, but yeah, I am a surf fishing guide. Been doing it for uh, four years now, um, and I am the first woman to have her guide license on the national seashore down here. So, so rad! It's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, how's the water temp right now? Is it pretty cold, or is it still warm? It's cooled off quite a bit. Um, it's cooled off so much now that Pompano are running. So that's a good thing. How is fishing right now? Is it like, when, is it right now a good time of the year or is it kind of just consistent throughout? It's consistent throughout. It just depends on what you're wanting to catch. Like right now we've got Pompano um, and the bull red, the big, huge redfish, like over 30 inch redfish are coming into the surf. Um, and then you can hit parts of the bay too, where you can get into some black drum uh, pretty quickly. So, um, and then you got, you know, your bigger trout too as well. So it, it's, it just depends on what you're looking for. It's such a different thing going from the West coast where I'm from and, you know, surf fishing here, you're just on the beach, like throwing a rod out. And then you guys have crazy setups on your cars with like towers and stuff. Give me a little overview on what like a typical day of surf fishing is over where you're at on the island versus like the West Coast for me. Well, I've never been on the West Coast, so I don't know like how to compare the two. But uh, for for most places, like a lot of people question me like, oh, why do you have a tower on your truck? Well, for here in Texas, we use the towers when we're shark fishing just simply because we have um, the guts and the the bottom of the the ocean floor is different here um as it's trickling down into the ocean so like for the first 100 200 yards you're gonna have like it's gonna get deep and then shallow and then deep and then shallow so you have these multiple sandbars where um if you have a line out it can rub onto like a shelly little sand spot and it can cut your line so we use these towers. Um, we we put our our pole, our rod and reels up there, uh, and that just keeps the line up out of the water, at least uh, where the sandbars are, and um, so that it's not going to be rubbing, and you don't have any cutoffs, so you don't lose any line and gear. When you're not shark fishing, what are you fishing for in the in the shallows there? Man, I'm fishing for everything. Uh, sometimes I like to do light tackle fishing, um, and it's actually one of my favorites because there's a bit more action in it. 
Um, you're moving around a lot. Uh, that's fun. That's that's fun. Yeah, with just artificials, chasing trout and reds and um, Spanish mackerel, things like that. And then, of course, um, when I'm not doing that, I like to soak a bait, um, like soak out for reds and Jack Crevel and uh, smaller pup sharks. Are you sightseeing those fish and then just like casting next to them or how is that working? So whenever I am fishing with artificials, yes, I am sight casting for the most part, but I'm also looking for uh, trout holes um, and, and rip currents and different things like that. Um, sometimes if the water's really blue and you can see the different structures um, under under the water, then uh, that's what I'm looking for. But for the most part, here in Texas, the water's not blue all the time. So it's kind of hard to sight cast for fish unless the water is really green and blue. So there's so many different ways to like surf fish in Texas, if you think about it, because <laughs> like you have crazy setups for shark fishing, right? Like you're having to put these baits out in the water hundreds of yards out for shark fishing. And then when you're fishing for like smaller stuff in the surf i mean you're just using light tackle right 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 um yeah light tackle 100 percent. um well even when what i consider light tackle um is like a medium heavy uh six seven foot rod um you wouldn't use something that big or that heavy when you're fishing off of a boat um you know you want to do light light tackle as much as possible smaller uh smaller rod uh shorter rods so that you can get the fish in closer to the boat obviously. But, um, you know, when you're fishing the waves and you have these currents and you have these waves and they're like pulling on your rod and you have these fish that are going, you know, left and right. Um, you definitely want a rod that's going to hold up to the current and, um, and to the weight and the pulling, um, that's going to be going on. So you definitely want something that's going to be a little bit more sturdy. When you're surf fishing, are you using long rods still? Like, because some of the rods you were showing me that you use for shark are like, what, like 10 foot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for whenever I'm casting um, to soak a bait um, versus casting or not casting, but versus shark fishing. Um, well, whenever I'm shark fishing, yeah, you can use um, about 10 foot rods, things like that. But whenever I'm soaking a bait, yes, you want to use 10 to 12 foot rods that you can cast out. Um, those, those taller, longer rods, uh, you can cast them out further. That's, that's the point of using those. Um, you have the shorter rods, they're a little bit harder to get out, uh, to where you want to go. When you're soaking bait, what kind of bait are you using? It just depends on what I'm fishing for. Um, you kind of want to match the hatch. I like to use, um, live mullet, uh, cut whiting. Um, those are my go-tos. Um, but if I'm fishing for pompano, like I am right now, then I like to soak, uh, shrimp and fish bites. So when you get those bait, all that bait, are you just going to the tackle store and grabbing bait or do you get your own bait? Well, for the fish bites, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to the tackle store, uh, Roy's where, where we went. Um, and, and I'll get the fish bites obviously. Um, but as far as shrimp goes, uh, for the most part, I use a ghost shrimp pump, um, or they call it a, a creature catcher. You can get, it's like a PVC pipe and, and it sucks, uh, the sand up. And you, they ha we have holes here in Texas that are in the sand and you can actually suck ghost shrimp out of the, out of the ground. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't have to go buy shrimp. Um, we can use the ghost shrimp, which is actually more enticing for the fish. They like the smell and the taste of that better than 
you know, regular uh, shrimp that you would buy um, at the bait stand or a uh, frozen shrimp that you would buy at the store. Uh, so yeah, I, I can catch my bait uh, for the most part, everything that I need. Um, I get right there, cast net, my mullet. And then, um, you know, I'll use the ghost shrimp or the fish bite to catch a whiting. And then I'll use the whiting and, and cut it up and use it to catch even bigger fish. So I just kind of like move up the food chain, you know? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's probably different for like setting up your bait on a hook with all those different techniques and stuff of using different baits or different hooks. And I feel like for me in California, especially, it's just like you're just throwing plastics or like some sardines and stuff. And that's it. Like, that's really it. We don't I mean, sometimes squid and stuff. But over there, you guys have the opportunity to use different types of bait and go after different fish. So when you're setting stuff up, um, do you have like separate tackle for different types of rods or what you're going to be doing? Yeah, man. Whenever we whenever we go out, uh, you can't just go. I mean, you can. You can go with like one rod or, you know, two rods. But we, we don't want to sit there and untie gear and things like that. So if, here in Texas, when we go fishing, we take every rod for every type <laughs> of fishing we possibly can. You'll see us loaded down with like six, eight rods. Um so whenever I go, I'll I'll take uh I'll take at least one uh rod for bait casting, um, casting out, you know, to catch whiting and stuff like that, smaller, smaller fish. I'll take a rod uh with artificial already tied on. Um I'll take a rod for casting out live mullet or um uh and then I'll take another rod for casting out for with shrimp to cast out really far for pompano. And then of course I'll take my bigger rods even for shark fishing. So yeah, it, it can get pretty crazy over here in Texas. It's very unique because you guys can drive that stretch of beach and figure out where you want to fish too, right? Right. It's different. Um, I don't, I don't know of any other places where you can do that. I know we went to Florida once um, and there's like certain places where you have to pay a lot of money to be able to drive on the beach. Um, I don't know if it's like that there in Cali where you're at. Yeah, we're not. We can't drive on the beach around here at all. So. Yeah. So here, I mean, we're very fortunate and very lucky that that we can carry all this gear with us um, and just have the car right there readily accessible um, and drive this long stretch of beach. I'm talking 60 miles stretch of beach um, and sometimes even more uh, where you get to choose where you want to fish um, and, ju- and just have everything right there. I know when we went to Florida, um, we had to park in a designated parking spot and carry all of our gear. And we would have to make two and three trips um, back and forth from the car to the gear. And, and it was sketchy because, you know, if you, if you have only one person, you know, who's going to watch the gear that's sitting on the beach while you go make another trip back to the car. Uh, So yeah, it's, we're definitely fortunate here in Texas to be able to drive on our beaches. So when you try to find a spot, what are you looking for? You were talking about rip currents and all of that. Are there specific spots that, you know, stay consistent throughout the year that you know that you're like, oh, we're going to go check this spot out? Or are you just driving the coastline and trying to look at the water and like see where the maybe the fish are at? Yeah, um, it does change. Um, you know, when we have really high uh, tides that come in and then wash out, especially after a hurricane or a really bad storm, sometimes it'll change the beach and the structure of it. Uh, for the most part, but that's over a long period of time. Um, I'm looking for pinches in the surf. Um, in those pinches, they're like the guts are like highways for the fish. 
And so you have to think of it like this. You have a really wide gut. And when it comes in shallow and it, and it makes a pinch, um, all these fish are moving into that smaller spot to get to the bigger spot. So you have a bigger chance of catching whatever is there if you're fishing inside that pinch. Uh, so I do look for pinches. Um, I look for trout holes, um, which is where um, the sandbar kind of comes up to the shoreline and it makes like a triangle like bowl. Um, the trout and reds like to, to stay on the um, on the opposite side of that sandbar. And so what I like to do is cast my bait over it let it sink and then slowly work it over because they're sitting there waiting for like mullet to come in over a wave. So if you're casting like a spoon or anything that's going to resemble that mullet, as soon as you come over that sandbar and you're in that wave, if there's a fish there, it'll, it'll straight, it'll, it'll just attack it. That's rad. Are they good fighting fish too? Uh, yeah, trout are. Yeah. And then of course you get into reds doing the same, the same tactic, you know, and it's like, Man, the reds, they they're man, they fight harder than the trout will. It's it's interesting because I, I feel like all the fish that are in like the surf obviously are so strong because they have to be strong. Like there's currents and and tide changes like you're talking about and waves and it's kind of like very unique because you talk about trout, right? Like trout in and and like steelhead and stuff, like freshwater trout and freshwater steelhead and all that stuff in rivers like are the strongest fish ever like salmon and and you're just like tripping out because these fish are like small but they're fighting so gnarly because they have so much power and energy behind them because they have to be able to get through all that stuff like it's pretty cool surf fishing to me is like so unique and so fun right right yeah um it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun um i know like fishing from a boat too um it, the fish will put up a really good fight as well. And they're just as strong. Um, you know, when you're fighting a fish from a boat and, and they're going straight down. Um, it, yeah, it, it, everything is, is different. It, um, you know, when you're in the surf, they can go really far down the beach. Um, and you're having to, to run as far as you can to get up current of them, you know, um, so that you don't lose your fish. But whereas, you know, fishing from a boat, um, you just have to kind of stand there, stand there and, and hope that they come back up, you know, tighten that drag, keep it as tight as possible. So, yeah. So talk to me about shark fishing then, because it's, it's kind of a whole different ball game, right? Like you're getting the baits out so far and it's kind of a waiting game in a way of just sitting there and waiting for like a 10 foot shark to come in and be like, I'm going to bite your bait. Like talk to me about how that process goes. Man, when we go shark fishing, it is kind of a sit and wait game. Um, you can shorten that length if you know, like if you go on an incoming tide um, and you go out there and you get your baits out right before that tide change, um, you you can shorten the amount of time that you're sitting there waiting. But it's still a, a sit and wait and hope that you get a bite. Um, not every time that you go out there, you're gonna, you're not going to get something every single time. Uh, that's why they call it fishing, not catching, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so when we go out there, uh, we used to kayak uh, the baits out, and we still do. Um, I just got sponsored by Viking Kayak, um, so I'm trying to to kayak my baits even a bit more. But um, we also drone our baits out. Um, so the we take our baits anywhere from 300 to 800 yards out. Um, yeah. 
so the faster we can get them out, the better. Uh, so I do prefer to drone the baits. Um, you're less tired from kayaking. Uh, so you have more energy to reel in a fish if you get something big on. So a, a lot of uh, other shark fishermen will hate on uh, drone drone fishing or uh, droning out baits. But, you know, um, we've been doing it long enough that uh, we've kind of earned that right. <laughs> but, yeah, once you get the bait out, um, you just kind of sit and wait. Um, I just did a tournament uh, where I took a bait out. And before I could even get my uh, my vest off, my life vest off, um, before I could even get my life vest off, I had a I had a shark on. So we didn't, yeah, I didn't have to wait at all for that. So that was pretty cool. Were you tired though, real the fishing for the shark? <laughs> yeah, be, well, I was tired because during the tournament we had six seven foot waves, um, and so it it was pretty gnarly surf, um, and uh, not very many people were able to get a bait out, and so that was the only bait I was able to get out the entire weekend. Um, uh, so I was, I was tired when I got back, um, definitely from c just the kayaking alone, um, reeling in the fish was pretty easy cause it was a smaller shark. It was like a, a six foot, um, uh, black tip. So it wasn't that hard. What kind of tournaments are over there? Are there a lot of tournaments? Uh, we, we have a lot of surf fishing tournaments down here. Um, and I, I don't know that there, they do surf fishing tournaments in any other States. I'm not yeah, aware I'm not of. Sure. So it's definitely different here in Texas for us. Um, the ones I participate in um, are Sharkathon. Every single year I participate in that. It is a catch photo release uh, where they promote tagging of sharks and releasing the sharks. Um, and all of the tournaments that I participate in are all catch and release. Um, I also do the um, Family Helping Family Tournament. And that's where we pick somebody once a year and all the proceeds from the tournament go to help that person or that family or that um, that event uh, that may be going on. And then I also participate in the Fishing for Autism tournament. Um, and of course, all the proceeds go, you know, to the autism. Um, those are three that I, I love to do every year. So that's awesome. That's so good that the community is giving back. You know what I mean? And even like you're talking about tagging sharks and stuff. It's so cool to to be able to think that we have that opportunity to tag those sharks and like figure out what they're doing and, and how do we better the ecosystem and or better these sharks and stuff. And really like fishing is so interesting because you're doing it for the good, right? Like you're releasing these sharks and getting cool photos and stuff, but you're also supporting the ecosystem in a way too. So that's super rad. Have you got to experience surf fishing um, like outside of Texas? You were talking about Florida, but... Is, was it like a huge difference between what you do there and going somewhere else? For the most part, yes and no. Uh, just simply because we weren't, like I said, we, there, there are things that are different. Like here we have all these different sandbars. There um, in Florida, it just drops off. Um, or where, where I was um, in uh, Boca Grande. So it, it, just, it just drops off. Uh, the water is a lot bluer. Um, of course, when, whenever we were there, it was crystal blue is flat surf here. Um, it is a little bit more different. Uh, we have a little bit more waves. We have a little bit more, um, brown to the water for the most part, not all the time. 
Um, I do have a lot of people mistake that they think that I'm from Florida because the water is blue and half my pictures uh, <laughs> online. And I'm, I have to tell them like, no, 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 I'm in Texas. But, but yeah, um, as far as that goes, um, and then taking, taking the baits out for shark as well. Like here, we have to go out far. Um, in Florida, you don't. Um, you don't have to go out far at all. I can go 200, 200 yards out and and hook into a, a 12 foot, 13 foot hammerhead or tiger, you know, and and here in Texas, it's like, oh, we had to go 800 yards out um, unless unless we're on the national seashore where the water is a little bit deeper uh, then we don't have to go out as far. But, yeah, it's a it's it can be a huge difference, especially, you know, with the driving on the beach and and being able to take the gear and stuff out there. How did you get into surf fishing? Uh, man, my brother got me into it. I want to say my brother got me into it. He he got into doing Sharkathon and um and then he got my husband into doing it. And then that was I was like I was kind of watching them and listening to them talking about it and all the gear they were looking up and I I, I was interested, you know. I'm like I want to do that too. Uh so I just started reading up on it and I started going with them to the tournaments uh, once a year. And man, I just fell in love with it. My brother uh, got me hooked onto my first shark. So good. And uh, yeah. And then as I started coming and learning the different species and catching them, um, I just got hooked from there. Are there a lot of women that are in the fishing industry over there? There were not whenever I first moved here. Um, it was all men, all men. Um, and over the the 10 year span, um, it just seems like now I can drive down the beach and I can see women fishing by themselves. And I love it. Yeah. And when it first when it first started or when I first moved here, it wasn't like that. Um, if a woman was fishing, she was with, you know, her husband or her friend. Um, you know, it was it wasn't like women would fish alone. Um, and so it's changed so much now. We've got women kayaking by themselves. Um, you've got women fishing on the beach by themselves. Um, and people ask me all the time, are like, is it dangerous? Yeah, but, you know, you can't let it stop you from living your life and, and enjoying the beach the same way that, you know, men get to. So so it's really growing for you girls. And that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, the The female industry side of fishing has just... It's widely expanded and I'm looking forward to, to what it's going to be like, even in the near future. Like we have more, even more female fishing guides now. It's, it's insane. Yeah. We didn't used to have that. Putting it on the map. I love it. It's so fun. It's fun too, because like, it's like anything, right? You get asked, Hey, like I want to go on a surf trip or whatever. Like not everybody's want to go, going to want to go surf with a guy every single day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Girls want to hang out with girls. Guys want to hang out with guys. Like, or guys want to hang out with girls, vice versa. Like, let's let's all be inclusive and, like, have fun. And, like, you teach me stuff. Like, when I come back to Texas, you're teaching me how to surf fish because I obviously don't know what I'm doing, right? You know, so. Um, <laughs> and we already have that connection. So it's, like, perfect, right? And it's so cool to see it just growing in that way and just being inclusive like that. Do you have any um, tournaments or any type of trips coming up? Man, we just got finished doing Sharkathon. Um, I don't have any tricks coming up. All of the tournaments we just got finished doing, they're all pretty much at the end of the year. Uh, so now that the year is ending, we're just going to start getting ready for the new year and all the new tournaments and 
and preparing for that, um, getting our gear ready. We do have the Houston uh, fishing show coming up. I believe it's in February. So I'm looking forward to probably going to that. Um, I haven't been yet, so I've always wanted to go. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Rad. Is that a new Salt Life sweater? That thing's rad. No, it's one of the, it's one of the older ones, and I love it. It's got all the dive flags life. and everything. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, going down each arm. I was just checking yeah, that out. I'm is, like, that thing's cool. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. They need to come back with it for sure. I love. I literally like this hat is like five years old, and I love this hat. Same thing. I love like the old stuff. I don't know. I just the old stuff's rad. But yeah, uh, I, I mix all the new and the old together. I never stop wearing it. I've got I my favorites that I'll keep in the closet forever. So good. Jen, shout out your Instagram, your social media and stuff for people to follow you on. Uh, Facebook, it's uh, Jen Merchant. Um, on Instagram, it's Jen Merchant. And then I have TikTok, it's Jen Merchant. Everything's Jen Merchant. You guys definitely need to follow her. She posts some crazy shark photos on there. Like it scares me. Yeah. I'm like scared to come <laughs> over there and surf and stuff because of, of you. <laughs> well, when you get down here, we're definitely going to go shark fishing for sure. Let's do we're it. Gonna put, we're going to put you on your first Texas shark. I'm in. I'm okay. in. We're on. Sounds good. Jen, <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you for having me again. I really, I really enjoy getting on here and talking to you. It's so much fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Jen, go catch us some sharks. Will do. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty. <laughs>